<clears throat> All right, yeah, party time, Mom. I'm sounding more and more geriatric every time we start this show. Um, uh, hey, if y'all want to join the uh, Y'all Nation, head over to 76forever.com. Uh, we got a Y'all gear over there. Um, you know, every now and then, I like to remind you guys that uh, we really do need you to go over to where podcasts are offered and leave a rating and a good review. You don't have to leave a good review, but leave a five-star rating. Like that, I think we deserve. I mean, we put in the work for that. But with the review, you can say anything you want to say. And uh, I encourage you to do it. Um, so I, I, every now and then I'll go over to Chartable.com and, I, and I'll take a look. I got one here from uh, uh, Kings7415A2. I really went all out on that uh, username there. Um, good show, Cowboy. Five stars. If the blaze throws you away, I'm done with the blaze. Carry cloud around here, dude. You should oh. use that for record uh, for your contract negotiations. Be like, look, guys, he's leaving. Yeah, I think that if that <laughs> I took that to the executives upstairs, they'd probably be like, we're willing to let that subscriber go. <laughs> <laughs> with all the crap we put up with you, Chad, uh, uh, logic still exists. From uh, Chris Hayes, eighty nine, uh, love the this five stars. <clears throat> love the chalkboard episode. We need more complex critical thinking and debate in this country. Thank you. Uh, uh, app KO exclamation point, I think. Uh, uh, excellent five stars. Chad's show is the best, and Chad's pads really work better than all other brands. Gotta admit, that's the truth. Go to chadpads.com. Um, the uh, awesome five stars. This is from uh, Reverend Sauce 87. Chad, I'm pretty sure if people think I've lost my mind, I'm emptying garbage. And I'm dying of laughter, and the podcast in my ears. So I'm 100 percent positive. People think I'm telling myself some good jokes. Love it. And uh, Chad, you're an unsightly woman. This is uh, from Kelly Kinney. Uh, five stars, though. I saw the Chad Pads clip on YouTube before I listened to the whole podcast. Oh my god! And side note, with Biden not being able to climb stairs, uh, when are they going to put a uh, stair lift on the jet stairs for him? It's elder abuse. Um, clearly, a coordination and strength issue, which is let me get the whole thing. Uh, which is a very clear sign of dementia, but why do I laugh every time he eats it on the stairs? <laughs> he doesn't fall down him. He falls up him, which is crazy. Uh, things we didn't get to this week. First of all, tomorrow night, I'm in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Come see me. Next Wednesday night, I'm in the Woodlands at Dosey Doe. Next Friday night, I'm going to be in uh, Hockley, Texas, Roadhouse 20. 920. Got a few places we're going. Add more dates this year. And... Um, Go to uh, chadpratherlive.com. Uh, in this, I wish I could read this, Chris. You, you gave me this deal from the FBI. And the top of it is just hilarious right here. This domestic terrorism reference guide. I, we, I, something about that just strikes me as off. You know, we talked about that on the Tuesday episode where we talked about how, like, my name is an extremist, you know, dog whistle i think the phrase dog whistle is an extremist phrase um but based red pill chad stacy um look all these things larping uh you know but this is um involuntary celibate violent (laughs) extremism (laughs) uh i mean weird phrases though like uh like just be first and um 
you know, I, what it's over. I like these phrases. It's so weird. Um, ascension, a term used to describe an incel leaving incel status by gaining sexual or romantic attention. So you're an incel, which is involuntary celibate. You can't get laid. Suddenly you get laid. And so ascension means that you've you've grew up, I guess. And that's a big betrayal in the incel community. Getting so like, laid, it's considered basically the biggest betrayal you can have is getting laid in that community. Getting laid? Yeah, you get exiled immediately. Jesse is a friend. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know he's been a good friend here's, of mine. Here's the next word, femoid, and it's a term used to dehumanize females or woman uh, that is not a virgin. Is not a virgin. We, that's our typo, by the way. That's not the yeah. FBI's. <laughs> we just want to make sure everybody knows. I wasn't going to point the typo out. Femoid. What's the last word? A roasty? Yeah, roasty. Roasty. That one is... Is that a way of saying a girl's hot? No, that one is... Imagine a roast beef. Oh, like there Arby's. The meats, the meat curtains are hanging out. Very, yeah, very, yeah. She's a roasty. See, that's how stupid I am. There was a, I, I read through a deal on our, on our deal here. Leave that one up. There, there was a deal on our reviews as I was reading. It says, "How dare you guys say that y'all don't know what happened with Stephen Crowder? That you didn't? I, well, me and Sarah don't. We didn't. We don't care. Why <laughs> it's not that we, we don't know what happened with Stephen Crowder, and we don't know all the nuances of it, but we're we're just naive enough to be wise and keep our nose out of other people's business. You know what I'm saying? So that's between Stephen and whoever his deals are. Stephen doesn't know my contract deal either, so that's the way it is. We don't sit around in a in a group think trying to figure out, you know, what each other's contract. Is. So I say all that to say I'm more naive than you think. I didn't know what the f a roasty was. But I'll use that term from now on. <laughs> She's a roasty, um, which I don't know how you would know that, but um, unless you've seen it. All right, give me another one, Chris. Put another one up there. This is the FBI, by the way. Pop some more of these suckers up there. All right. All right. I, I kind of threw a curveball at you. Um, what is that? MGTOW? It's a MGTOW. MGTOW. Yeah. Read it. Read it off. It's an acronym for Men Going Their Own Way. Which, uh, it's, yeah, it's part of the incel community. It's just dudes who decided they've had enough of women because they won't sleep with them. So, uh, so, therefore, they should go their own way. Do they, do they just, like, decide to remain celibate for the rest of their life? Uh, or or do they, like, screw this, so. I'm going to do dudes? Uh, I, look, I think I've said this a lot. I think this community would, should at least try to be gay, literally. Yeah, see what's up. It's obviously striking out the other way, so why not give it a go? Well... You don't want to waste a good erection. Exactly. I mean, at some point in time, you have to ask the question. Like, I've known men, and this is honest to God's truth, I've known men who have chosen to be celibate their entire life. They're not priests or anything like that. They just, they don't want to be married, and they don't want to be in a relationship. And I'm like, okay, bro, what are you doing with it? What, where are you sticking it? What are you doing with it? Because a dude's doing something. Yeah. I mean, you got to have, you got to have a real vow going on with yourself so <clears throat> i hear what you're saying about that why don't y'all just try gay why not i'm just trying to give them solutions you could be so a trisexual yeah try anything try Look, chickens I know, try I know mud it's not supposed to be a choice but i think it could be yeah it could be yeah could be um this whole incel community the fact that you got like i was watching the basketball national championship monday was a week ago 
uh, UConn versus San Diego State, and I was watching some of the guys that were in the stands. Like, inevitably, you always have those guys that have a lot of school spirit, you know what I mean? And they're always next to a bunch of girls, and they're just, oh. Like, that's kind of what I picture when I see the whole incel community of just these nerdy dudes that, like, they'll saddle up close to these girls, and the girls know they're safe. They're not going to make a move or anything. Um, just the definition of kind of a beta male. Am I, am I naive on that? It's like these guys, so, are they literally just choosing we're not having sex? Well, they're not choosing that's being chosen. Nobody wants to screw them. Yeah, exactly. They're losers. But they the don't, They're not se- chads. Yeah, the things that separates them is they don't actually have any friends. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're so socially inept. It's like, uh, is John Doyle, if he had absolutely no ability to interact with real people, and he doesn't okay. have a huge ability to do that, but if he had absolutely no ability to do that, <clears throat> yeah. that's pretty much who these, yeah, these guys John are. Yeah, because John Doyle's an interesting cat. Yeah. That's an interesting cat right there. Uh, and, and I love John, but, but John, John has some ability to interact. It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. But, um, and I could say that. Uh, it's John. My funniest John story. Like, like John uh, wanted to get me a gift for my birthday. That's not even my funniest John story. And I was like, Why? did he want to get me a gift for my birthday? And so he got me like these refrigerator magnets. It's like, okay, <laughs> he did. They're in my dressing room in there. They've never made it to the refrigerator. Thank you, John. And then there was this time he thought he pissed me off and he went and bought me this really expensive bottle of tequila. And he, and he, and he asked, he, and he didn't piss me off. I, I was fine. I, I, I didn't know he had done really anything. And he thought he had made me mad for some reason. I, I just, by and large, don't get upset with people. Um, but yeah, he went and bought me this really expensive bottle of tequila. And uh, I was like, bro, I didn't even know you were old enough to buy alcohol. So anyway, um, <clears throat> but you know, that's the perks, man. When you're a Chad like me, the incels buy you expensive liquors. Now, really, if you do imagine, like, you at 25, that is literally who they're talking about as yeah. a Chad. A Chad, yeah. yeah. College athlete, they go, yeah. it's, it's Chad's, and then Stacy's. my favorite thing is they say Stacy's only bang black dudes. Yeah, all right. That's a huge one in their community. Every chick is only sleeping with black dudes. That's why they won't sleep with the losers. All right. It's a fascinating community. It, it's, it's, it sounds. Yeah. I'm going to leave them with it. Is what I'm gonna do. What's what's that one? That's the Stacy. Read it. Yeah. So yeah. Stacy is a female version of a Chad. It's an idealized version of a female who's very successful at uh, gaining sexual and romantic attention from men. I've known a few Stacys. Um. Uh, one was. E-E-Y. No, that was Stacy with a Y. Ah. <laughs> see, see that. Listen, I'm Gen X, right? Y'all didn't get into these stupid spellings of names to her, you know, for a while. Like Stacy, we were, we were, we were pre-Britney phase when I was a teenager. So that's when you know, if Stacy was an, with an I, it always had a heart for the for the you know the jot over the I. Um, you know, she she could put a circle or a heart over the I. Um, this was before there were 19 different ways to spell Britney. We were still pretty vanilla in the way we, we, you know, like now my, my, 
my schoolmates that were black, they were reasonably progressive. I mean, it was still Vern and Bernard and and Mario, but but now the girls were getting kind of like Aquatina. Oh, I had a I had you know a, they were they were stretching the boundaries on the syllabolic. Uh, you I know. had a Lyft driver the other day whose name and this is the blackest name I think I've ever seen. Her name was Latwila. Latwila. Yeah, L A W T W Y L A. All right. Yeah, that was a first for me. That's a lot. That's a lot of consonants. Yeah, going on. Yeah, um, yeah. But that, that, when I was coming along, that's before the names started getting really crazy. And I'm talking about white people names, because you know, people started getting creative. Like now, when somebody comes to me and they bring a copy of my book, "Am I Crazy?" which you need to get, they come to me in the show and they're like, "Well, after after one of my live shows, they're like, will you sign it?'" And I was like, "Who do you want me to sign it to?" And they'll say, "Stacy." This is a perfect example because it does happen. I'm like, "Okay, how do you want me to spell it?" Like you would think it would just be S T A C Y, but no, 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 no. No, now there's now there's half a dozen variations of that. Stacy with two eyes, you know. So again, Bernard with an F. I, I don't know how all that works, but parents are creative. All right, ah, uh, it's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? Ah, uh, guys, it's hard to trust anything or anyone these days, and our institutions are systematically being destroyed. So you can't trust them i hope that you're prepared for the worst if not uh i hope you know that true freedom comes from being self-reliant and that means having a solid supply of emergency food on hand and right now my patriot supply is running that killer deal one more time where they knock that 200 dollars off their popular three-month emergency food kit i want you to go to mypatriotsupply.com Get their special price before it ends. Now, your three-month emergency food kit is going to give you over 2,000 calories a day. This is survival food, but it's delicious food. It really is. And when you get it, I want you to prepare some of it and, and, and learn how to cook it, how to, how to prepare it. Um, and you'll find that it is delicious food, and your whole family's going to love it. They might not know they're in Armageddon. How about that? That's great. The kids ain't complaining about the apocalypse because they got something to eat with breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. And you're going to be glad you got it on hand if a food shortage hits, and it will hit at some point. So I want you to go <coughs> to MyPatriotSupply.com. Save that $200 on each kit that your family needs. And, and make sure you get at least one kit per person in your family. Don't, don't leave the fourth kit out or anything, all right? Get them a kit. Don't put off your pre preparedness any longer. I want you to go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it right now. Get free shipping as well. And uh, it's going to come in in discreet boxes so your neighbors won't know you're getting it. Hurry before it's too late. Get the deal. MyPatriotSupply.com. We'll be right back. Man, we almost lost Steve Dace this week. I don't know if y'all saw that. I did. I actually was very concerned. I was going to come into work this morning, and the flag was going to be at half-mast. No kidding, dude. Uh, back on, uh, what was it, Monday night, Amy Dace, she took over Steve's um, Twitter. And uh, Steve's okay. He's all right. But he, he had developed a upper respiratory infection and woke up with a lot of pain. And they took him to an urgent care clinic and put him on a strong antibiotic and... Um, and um didn't work i think they wound up like that evening they wound up in the emergency room his body completely shut down shakes chills all that stuff tons of pain he got disoriented amy actually said uh tuesday morning said he was talking like off the top of his head like he just blabbering about you know 
and uh, which is not like Steve at all. So anyway, uh, he says he's feeling better. He says he's sore from all the, you know, the aches and pains that went from it. But so anyway, it's his first sick day. He took it off on Tuesday. First sick day. He in, should uh, five years, according to Steve. He should one thousand percent work that into the marketing for Nefarious. Man, don't ever make a movie about demons. Bro. The demons try to take him out. They try to cu- they try to cut the man. And that's why you got to go see Nefarious April fourteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Steve told me some crazy stories about. <clears throat> you know, Wade and I we 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 traveled all over the world and we saw a lot of demonic harassment in places. Um, I've seen it here in America, but. You know, my eyes were really open to a spiritual reality in certain places, particularly Africa, West Africa. And uh, never forget calling a friend of mine. I was <coughs> telling Steve Dace this story a while back. Called a friend of mine who was a, a seminary uh, schoolmate of mine. And I was telling him, I said, man, we saw some crazy stuff with kind of demonic manifestations in these people. And I mean, children, right? When you start seeing like two-year-olds with a demonic manifestation, a two-year-old ain't going to fake that. I mean, it was some weird stuff, weird stuff. And i never forget my, my classmate. He said, um, he said, yeah, they got that stuff over there, don't they? <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, technically, you know, Satan's gone worldwide. I don't know if you've heard or not. But uh, this, uh, you start delving into exposing that nature of the spiritual world and you're going to have some stuff and steve steve was telling me about a lot of the uh, weird manifestations and things that happened on the shooting of that um you know they had someone come in and pray and bless that set every single day that they were shooting the the nefarious movie so you know i've had a lot of people who said well we don't want to go see it because we don't like seeing horror movies it's not a horror movie it's not a horror movie at all. It's 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 a thriller, but it's a conversation between two two men, and ninety percent of the movie is a conversation that takes place in one room. Nobody's going to jump out and stab you with a knife or any of that crazy stuff because I don't like that crap either. Um, I'm not a big fan of the gore, and I've seen too much of it in real life, and I don't really like seeing it in the, in the theaters. But um, yeah, go see it. I go see it. It's coming out. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, and I want you to go see it. And you might have to drive a little ways. Some people are driving an hour, two hours to get over there to the theater to see it. And uh, I, I think it's worth it. I think you need to take your family to see it as well. Uh, careful with the kids. I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. It is an R rating, but I mean, you know, cousins, uncles, aunts, that kind of thing. All right. Joe Biden, speaking of demons, um, said he's going to run. Said he's going to run in 2024. We've heard him allude to that. Um, before, but we we've got a got a weird little clip of him making that announcement. Uh, you got that pulled up? Play it. I was just wondering, uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more. Maybe maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe maybe so, six. So what the hell? Are you know. are you saying that uh, you would be? Uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024. Well, I'll either, so either, either roll an egg or you know, being the the good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on, help a bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. I, well, I, I plan on running now, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. Plan on running, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. Who's we? <laughs> Who is we? 
Why does Joe keep dealing with his handlers? You know, like, I'm going to get in trouble if I say this. Oh, they're going to get me for saying this. I always, I can, you know, you have that little um, ability to see the gorilla in the mist. You know, you kind of can make out the form. And you, it, so it's like trying to figure out what Joe's trying to say is like trying to figure out. You got to look through the white noise that's happening in his brain. Oh, I'll, I'll either be the guy who's uh, uh, rolling them out or I'll be the guy that's pushing them out. So what he's trying to say there, if I have to interpret Joe's attempted at humor, is he'll either be the guy uh, hosting the uh, Easter egg deal at the White House or he'll have laid an egg because his election did not go the way he hoped. Um, <clears throat> I think that's what Joe's trying to say. I should not have to be a Joe Biden apologist. I mean, no one, nobody should have to try to figure that out. And Al Roker, wow. Okay. Uh, we did not, we never got to, um, I don't want to talk about the Dalai Lama sucking my tongue anymore. Um, let's go back to this, uh, Bud Light thing. Oh, we're going to beat that. You're going to beat that horse to death. No, I, no, I am. And I will continue to do it. Um, but let's go back They're They're VP of marketing strategy. Um, she, uh, she actually looks a lot like a he, I don't know if y'all have seen the video. Or not. What? Come on, Kayla. At this stage in the game, I'm asking damn questions. I want to see. I need to know about all of them now. See, y'all didn't freak me out on this pronoun thing. You can ask for the facial structure, too, like they do with Sarah. I'm going to analyze it. Because if Sarah Gonzalez can be mistaken <laughs> for a man, then nobody's, nobody, no woman's innocent. So They're anyway, making people suspicious of everyone. Yeah. So she held a little Zoom call interview, and she told why they did this thing with the Dylan Mulvaney deal on for Bud Light. And here's what she had to say. Play it. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do Man, when I-, I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we Mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is what what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out of touch humor and it was really important (laughs) that we had another approach okay well, pull a, pull a still clip back up of her, please. Pull a still clip up. Now, I know you think I'm going to ask if she's a man. I'm not. I, my question is, if I'm going to get on as a brand strategist, <coughs> as a VP of marketing, why have I got a kid's drawing behind me, specifically one of a rainbow? Does anybody else notice these things but me? Like, does anybody else? We, we know what your agenda is, sister. And that's fine. That's fine, except you want to elevate and you say, you know, that this whole elevating is about inclusivity. Who has been keeping anyone from drinking that beer? Who? Who has been telling you 
regardless of your gender persuasion, your pronoun preference, or your sexual orientation, who out there has told you that you cannot be included in the beer drinking game? You, you can be, you know, well, it's about fratty and, you know, what unevolved humor, you know, kind of stuff that we needed to get away from. Says who? I've always liked Bud Light's marketing stra- strategies. I like Real Men of Genius. I always thought that was great. I thought the damn frogs were great. Bud, Wiser. I thought they were great. I, when I was, when, when my kids were little, they could do the whole, um, uh, uh You remember that? My oldest daughter can still to this day do the watching the game, having a bud. True, true. I mean, the whole thing, it was stupid. It was stupid, but it worked. And I mean, Anheuser, Bush, I mean, Budweiser was the king of beers, right? Now, maybe that's a little misogynistic. You got to suddenly be the queen of beers. I mean, maybe we knock off the king superlative and make this a little more effeminate, but wow. I mean, you straight up put a queen on the bud can. Uh, so I'm just saying this whole elevate and all this. Uh, it's, uh, what does that say? That says inclusivity. Nobody was excluding you. I don't think. Anybody can drink a Budweiser. Now no one is. No one is. When I went to the, day, when I went to the nefarious premiere last week, nobody was drinking Budweiser. I was at the lake. I went to Canyon Lake this past week. We were down at the campsite. I went over to a Brookshire Brothers grocery store. And uh, I was going to buy some uh, buy some stuff. And uh, CJ's brother-in-law, he said, pick me up a, a, some beer. And so I went over to where the beer section was. And, bro, I'm not lying to you guys. I'm not lying. I wish I'd have taken a picture of it. The Bud Light section stacked to the ceiling. The rest of the beer picked over. I mean, the, the, you know how they pack it up? You know how they stack it? These big ominous towers of beer that catch your eye as soon as you walk in the door there was literally one 12 pack of bud light gone from the tower do you think this will be the the first brand where the backlash actually changes anything nope nope it'll be that'd be fine because that all i see this is like they know they're burning money yeah they have to here's the deal i'm gonna go a little longer because we'll get to the thing uh to the break but here's the deal these companies they know that if they go woke, the power players out there with the true money behind them are going to support them through their agenda and their failures. So they can try all of these marketing things and they may shit the absolute bed, but they know they're going to get bailed out. And give it a little time, you kick it under the rug, it goes right back to it. And in you know a couple of months, people are back to ordering a Bud Light. Now, I will say this, Brandon. I will say this. This one hits different. This one hits different. Um, They may, I take that back. I don't want to be so flippant and say no. They're going to be okay, but I think they are going to feel it. There's the the rank and file out there. The people that are occupying the infield at Talladega just are not going to be drinking Bud Light. They're just not. Um, And I've heard people, their comments, especially when we did that song that went viral earlier this week, I've heard people who say, you know, I've been drinking Bud Light for 30 years. Never again. Never again. And I, I tend to believe those people. Tend to believe them. All right. What are we talking about? Uh, relief factor. I didn't take it at the beginning of the show. It's because I took it this morning. Um, everybody deals with the pain from time to time. And it's uh, one of the few guarantees in life that you have, along with death and taxes. 
You don't have to put up with the pain, folks. You don't have to move forward living with it. And uh, I promise you, it doesn't have to dominate your life. The inflammation that you have, it absolutely ruins your life. It steals the joy you get out of life. And it makes you get a lot older, a lot faster than you should. So uh, you know how awful it can be. Well, (coughs) it doesn't have to be that way. And Relief Factor is a great way to reduce that pain, which is mostly caused by that inflammation in your joints. Take it as directed. It could absolutely change your life. It changed mine. It's not a drug, but it's developed by doctors that reduces inflammation in your body. 70% of the people who take it keep ordering it because it works. So if you're living with pain, try the three-week quick start. It's only $19.95. It's a trial pack, and you can go to relieffactor.com, or you give them a call. Talk to them on the phone. 800, the number four, relief. But head over to relieffactor.com. Make it a part of your everyday. We'll be right back. Man, I can't quit coughing today. But I will still attempt to wax eloquent. Uh, an expert on leading your best life once said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah, he said it. And uh, while that tempest of wisdom contained in the teapot of verbal economy has come to us down through the ages across oh so many generations of human beings repeating it, I think we still often don't realize what it means. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, We'll circle back to that, but uh, let us consider a couple of terms that have wedged themselves into a zeitgeist that seems to have itself turned around and wedged into the door of our collective generational psyches. In short, that zeitgeist just won't zeitgeist off. Now, here's, here are the terms. Self-esteem and self-worth. Think about those two things, self-esteem and self-worth. They're two sides of a same psychologically puerile game that we've been playing with ourselves for decades in this country. And if you think for one second that I didn't notice that I've said loving yourself and playing with yourself in the same monologue, well, you don't get up as early in the morning as I do. Yeah, you thought you were going to catch me. Anyway, break it down simply. Self-worth is how you really feel about yourself. Self-esteem is how you deal with how you really feel about yourself. Now, on the self-worth end, you might feel like a hapless, hopeless, useless, brainless, piss-poor example of a human being who never should have been released off the factory floor, much less released into the open market of humanity. But that's where your self-esteem kicks in. You see, a while back, the eggheads of our society determined that you needed to create a version of yourself that not only lived in your head as the shining example of the person you wish you were, but also as the projection you would shine out to the rest of the world. So as a result, we adopted this notion and have carried on with this self-esteem driving our presentation of self to the world and to our own psyches ever since then. Now, if this sounds a little too familiar to you for comfort, don't worry. Pretty much all of us battle with this in some form or another throughout our lives. Most of us never get any better. So if you're making progress, you should be happy. And how, oh, how do we begin to make that progress? Well, as with pretty much every other spiritual upgrade available to us as human beings, we look to the feet of the master. That's right. Love yourself as you love your neighbor. What does that mean? Well, try reversing the statement and it becomes a little bit clearer. If you understand actual love as it is lived in a verb sense and not felt in an adjective sense, then when I tell you to love your neighbor, you get it. You take that person for everything he or she is and everything He or she can be, and you do as our Lord did, and you die to yourself for them. You help them carry the burden of being human. You walk down the road with them in spirit of helpfulness. In short, you love them. You love them. 
It doesn't mean you ignore the fact that they're flawed, and it doesn't mean you enable them to do wrong or harmful things. Love can be tough, but at the end of the day, it all comes from the same place, and that place is rooted in a genuine desire to see them both attain and do good things in the world. Now that you've narrowed down and more clearly defined that beam of love, aim it at yourself. Yeah, yeah, turn it around towards you. Let it drive away self-worth and self-esteem. Those concepts can only take you so far in life, and they fall short of the glory of God, who, as we will all remember, is love. And with that, I'm just going to say you can now close your Bible. See, that's the whole thing. We, we esteem ourselves way too highly. You know, some, somebody says, you know, something bad about you, and you get offended. Well, there are things you've said bad about yourself internally for a long time. You can say that about yourself, but you can't let somebody else do it. And you see, that's your internal, your self-worth. You've been telling yourself that you're no good. You don't have any worth. That's a bad thing. But yet to the world, you're trying to esteem yourself highly. Somebody else says something bad that agrees with your lack of self-worth. And suddenly your self-esteem takes over and you become, you know, offended. That's where offense comes from. Because you've esteemed your opinion, you've esteemed your way of life, your viewpoint, your paradigm, your worldview, anything, your attitude. You've esteemed how you feel today higher than anybody else, right? And, uh, and when it doesn't go that way, well, then you get offended by that. You got to stop all that stuff. You got to stop all that stuff. Start esteeming others more highly than yourself. And I guarantee you that whole love factor starts to take over. It's hard. People are hard to love these days. I don't know if y'all know that or not. Chris. <sighs> I'm not saying be Dalai Lama and say suck my tongue kind of thing. Um, and, and I mean, like, there's these people. Like, there's a, this trans activist that had this solution for aborted babies. You got that clip? I'm throwing y'all curveballs here. All right. Now, try to love this person. Go ahead. I dare you. I need to f- dumpster dive behind these god abortion clinics take those god mushy little gum dare looking and eat them right in front of you i'm gonna blend them into a smoothie eat them right in front of you i'm gonna be eating these little babies and what are they gonna do cry to god about it (laughs) what's god gonna do strike me down with a lightning bolt like this now don't you love how i tell you to love other people and then throw that curveball at you and just, just challenge you right off the bat. You say, well, how do I deal with somebody like that? Well, I think that if, if you're ever given the opportunity, you, you speak the truth in love. Uh, you're not going to win that person over by arguing with them. Uh, it's not your responsibility to try to save that person from themselves. But that's a perfect example. That's a person who has very low self-worth right there. That's a person who is doing everything they can to esteem themselves highly and even use shock value to try to get your reaction because even your negativity directed towards them. It's like a dog that you put in the, put in the crate and it cries all night long. And, it, and it, you know, even if you were to come and spank that dog, that dog will keep crying because at least you're giving it some form of affirmation. You're coming and spanking the dog. It's negative affirmation, but at least it's hands-on and, and they'll continue to get your attention. That's what this girl is doing here by talking about you know blending up aborted babies and making a smoothie out of them and eating them and then people like you and me what are we going to do cry to our god about it see this is this is what we're up against here this is what we're up against we're sitting here fighting our own esteem battles and, and we've got people out there who are 
you know, breaking through the breaking through the walls that we've built up with this kind of nonsense. And now you got to deal with it. It's thrust upon you. You can ignore it, uh, which sometimes you should. Sometimes you should just ignore it because a person like that, in spite of your intervention in their life, that person is on a crash course with death destiny one way or another, because through all of the bravado and the pink hair and the wild mascara and the nonsensical words and the shock value, that person is going to have to face reality too one day. It's probably not going to be any nicer to her than it has been to you. So um, uh, some people say karma is a bitch. Well, life is a bitch, you know, and uh, I encourage you guys to soften the blows a little bit with a little bit of love, even towards people like that. Now, we can call them out, we can ridicule them, we can mock them. That's just us having a good time here on the show. We can do that. But I don't think she is kicking back and uh, enjoying the live chat on YouTube tonight of the Chad Prather Show. She's probably not a Blaze TV subscriber. I don't, I don't know if you all realize that or not. So we're probably safe to mock and ridicule it a little bit. But at the end of the day, that's why I say, and I truly believe that, that this thing is not, it's not a paradox in my world or in my mind. I think I can love you and make fun of you. God knows I do it with Chris Cruz. <laughs> I love Chris Cruz, but I give that man a hard time. Chris, are you in the room? There he is. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> I'm so dried out today. That's what she said. Hey, guys, you might remember that uh, recently I've been talking about that all-natural supplement called Liver Health Formula. I tell you how it works. It's, it's going to rejuvenate your liver. Your liver plays a very important job and role in your life. You want to reignite your metabolism. You want to burn fat. You want to boost energy. You want to fight that fatty liver that affects over 100 million Americans. you got to take care of your liver, folks. And uh, the folks over there at uh, Pure Health, they put together this short presentation that shares four warning signs of a damaged fatty liver. You do not want to miss these warning signs. And you can watch the free presentation and learn more about your liver health right now. You just head over to checkyourliver.com slash chat. I want you to do that. Check it out. It's shocking. The, the second thing on the list, very shocking. It's going to open your eyes. Again, go to checkyourliver.com slash chat. We'll be right back. I swear to God, every time you count me in, I cough. I am perfectly fine until you count me in. And then, I don't know, I got a little tickle thing going on today. It's weird. I'm all dried out. Uh, I don't know what to blame. I do not know what to blame. Uh, I'm ready to go to Arkansas. That's what I'm ready to do. I'm going to go see my friends in Arkansas. Friday, we're taking the bus up. And, um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a cool weekend, man. I get to go up there to, to Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Majestic. Some of my friends from Bigley, which, of course, we've now, we've now put together 76forever.com. It's going to be awesome. We're doing the giveaways. Go over there, buy some stuff. But put, give us your email address so we can stay in touch and tell you about the giveaways that are coming up. And all you got to do, if on our giveaways, all you got to do is, like, if you buy something, like if you buy a hat, then you, you're automatically entered to win. And we don't choose the winner, by the way. It's a third-party deal. You could see it. It's a third-party deal, completely disconnected with us, so it's legit. We have nothing to do with who gets the, the giveaway. So pretty cool thing. But they're going to come down because they're based in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. They're going to come down and hang with us at Fort Smith, and I wish you would too. If you're anywhere around, come hang out with us, bringing the ragamuffins with me. 
Um, I wish I could bring. Uh, um, I wish I could bring Corinne Jean Pierre with me to a show. That'd be cool, man. Let her DJ a little bit or something. You know, just call it a DJ toilet brush. They asked her the other day about why Joe Biden doesn't have a press conference, like why he doesn't come out and really take questions out there with the press pool. And he doesn't. I guess he's conspicuously absent. I mean, you remember at least Trump, and I didn't like his whole handling of the COVID thing, but at least he came out there every day and, and had a chat. Um, I mean, anyway, play KJP. Let's hear what she had to say. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him, and he wanted to answer them directly. That has happened multiple times, many times, uh, during this administration, and that will certainly continue uh, to be. When it comes to a formal press conference, I don't have anything to share it with you at this time. Uh, just one last thing. Yeah, sure. Just to button up. You recognize that as it relates to prior administrations, uh, the president's predecessor, uh, President yeah. Obama, President George W. Bush, uh, I've been here long enough to have covered President Bill Clinton, this is not the norm. The norm is we do get an opportunity to ask the questions to the president about domestic and foreign policy issues in a formal setting at some point. Uh, and you choose that point, but we haven't had that opportunity in quite some time. So I'll say this. It is also unprecedented that a president takes as many shouted questions as this president has. And he no, has. Almost every day. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll certainly, we'll certainly get the data and share that with all of you. I hear, John, I hear your question. I heard Zeke's question. I hear you. I hear you on the press conference, on a formal press conference. We get this probably every couple of months when you guys ask us about a formal press conference. I don't have anything to share with all of you at this time. Uh, And, uh, and I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. You'll leave it there because you don't have an answer. Uh, Yeah. He gets more shouted questions because normally the only time he fields any questions is when he's walking to Marine One. There's a helicopter in the background or he's standing out there with Al Roker at the Easter egg deal on the on the lawn of the White House. Um, no. And these reporters. And I mean, that, that was a room full of people going. Ah, nah, 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 nah. She's like, well, we'll get the data. Will you? Will you? I would hold her feet to the fire on that and be like, where's the data? Where's the data? I want you to show us where he has come in this room and been shouted at more than any other president, any more of his predecessors. Maybe it's because it's so rare that he shows up, which is basically never, that they're anxious to ask the questions before he just leaves the room shaking hands with the invisible ghost. Now, I want you to think of it like this. Imagine you go and you join a church. You go and join a church because you like the pastor. You like the way he preaches. You like the way he teaches. You just like his charisma. When he gets on stage, man, he brings it. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you install this new pastor and he's so good. You know, people are joining the church. And then all of a sudden he just, whoop, he vanishes. Now the associate pastor, who looks like Corinne Jean-Pierre, <laughs> is in the pulpit every Sunday morning. You show up waiting to hear from the new charismatic pastor. Well, it's hard to use the word charismatic, even in an analogy referring to Joe Biden. But you you want it. You want to hear what the guy in charge has to say. You you join this church so he can kind of shepherd your life and guide you down a path. He just doesn't show up. He just keeps sending out a representative from the church every Sunday morning, and and they give us a little message of what that what they think. This is what the pastors really say. You'd leave that church, right? You'd get out of that church. You you wouldn't keep coming back to that because you'd know that dude's sick. Uh, he's incapable. We hired the wrong guy. Uh, any list of the miscalculations that you would assume that you've made in installing that guy in that position, and that's the way it would be. Um, real quick, got to get to it. Uh, the white male 
getting rejected from the Ivy League college. Play it. If you got it. Did I get into Harvard? No! Come on, just give me something, guys. No, no, no. Did I get in Columbia? Dude, I must have done something seriously wrong. Did I get into Stanford University? No! <laughs> yes, think I got into MIT. I think we got it. I, I did get rejected from MIT. Did I get into Duke University? No. No! <laughs> I got. I gotta get into one of these, dude. <laughs> Did I get in to Rice University? Wow, guys. This tab was leaking my address. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! So that dude had an ACT at thirty-five, which is solid. It's not bad. GPA five point oh nine. Um, ranked number one in his class. Uh, he was a Chad. Yeah. Now I. I watched this earlier, and my question is, he's so smart. Why didn't he just lie? Yeah. I would tell every college I was gay. Who cares? They're yeah. going to let you in. Yeah. He's a straight white male. Yeah. He didn't lie on his application. Got to learn to play the game. <clears throat> yeah. It's just like, hey, and Ben Shapiro said that when he was at UCLA. He said you walked around with the little blue syllabus and, you, you know, their little progressive playbook that they had out there and everybody carried that thing around yeah. he said i played the game he wrote he wrote books based off of his interviews with professors out there by pretending to be a liberal a socialist liberal that way they would open up to him and give him more information um play the game get the degree baby hey uh, listen we got a new sponsor to the show i started taking uh this texas superfoods a while back they brought it to me a few months ago and man i'm supplemented dude i'm telling you what i'm putting it in this body i'm a healthy dude um, and I like doing business with people that we can trust, people that share our values. And the founder of Texas Superfoods, he's a veteran. He's a Texan. He's a homeopathic doctor who's committed his life to help people who want to, you know, just just get out of the American medical system and take their health in their own hands. So he developed Texas Superfoods. It's a vine-ripened, antioxidant-rich using uh, raw natural fruits and vegetables. And we all learned during COVID how important our immune system is. And we also learned that there is a bunch of crap on the market that tries to fix symptoms to our health issues. The simple truth is that our body, when properly fed, has an amazing ability to ward off and even fight disease. So I take Texas Superfoods every day. I feel great. Don't worry as much about my diet because I know that with Texas superfoods my body has what it needs to just keep on functioning so i want you to give them a try two capsules a day it's easy give them a try texassuperfoods.com texassuperfoods.com we'll be right back I had to do it to stay consistent. Oh, man, oh, man. All right, come see me, Fort Smith, Arkansas, next week down in uh, Montgomery County. I'm going to be uh, having a good time, man. ChadBraitherLive.com. Chad's Pads. I wonder if ChadPads.com is going to make the FBI watch list. Just Chad Pads. We'll see. There's, there's a lot of toxicity in that. Oh, man, oh, man. 76forever.com. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Do not forget to go subscribe if you have not already. I want you to sit down with us. I want you to sit down and hang out with me and Wade Trimmer on the overtime uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, more to come, man. We've had some great guests recently, some great conversations, and I don't want you missing out on that. I do appreciate you guys so much. You guys, I want you to smash that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. I can't tell you how much I care about you guys. I appreciate the live chat 
And uh, I love it all, man. You guys, we y'all just are interacting with what we're doing, and sometimes you're not even paying attention to the show. And right now I'm trying to see if you're paying attention. So check us out on Overtime, and otherwise have a great weekend. We love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.